بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم نحمده ونسلی علی رسول الکریم اما بعد الحمدللہ tonight is the 26th of April in the year 2023 and Alhamdulillah we moved on to the third night that we're going through the exalted and dear life of the eminent companion Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Mas'ud so after mentioning a brief with regards to his noble family to return to his blessed life so the next section entitled his early life and embracing Islam as mentioned while still a teenager of around 16 to 17 years of age Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Mas'ud would roam the mountains of Makkah far away from the people tending to the flocks of the Quraysh chieftain Uqba ibn Abi Mu'it so like I mentioned they were allied to one of the tribes he worked as a shepherd and he was a famous Quraysh chieftain called Uqba ibn Abi Mu'it he looked after his, his flocks the youth Allah, had recently heard the news of the Holy Prophet وسلم, who had appeared amongst his people but he did not at the time attach much importance to it both because of his tender age and also because he would constantly be away from the Makkan society. So these were the two reasons. He didn't really mix. And secondly, he was young. But one fateful day, whilst tending his flocks, Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Mas'ud suddenly saw two middle-aged men of most dignified bearing coming towards him from a distance. From looking at them, it was obvious that they were tired and thirsty. It was not long thereafter that Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Mas'ud was to witness an awesome miracle which would change his life forever. So this narration is recorded in Ahmad in his Musnad number 3598-4412 is Hassan. Behaki in his Delay al Nubu'ah, Abu Dawood at Tayyadisi in his Musnad number 353, Hassan Sahih. Abu Nu'im in his Delay al Nubu'ah, Ibn Sa'ad in his Tabakat, volume 3, page 114 5 of the English translation, in the chapter on the companions of Badr. Hafiz Zahabi in his Seer 1 465, Ibn Katir Seerah, volume 1, page 322, and volume 2, page 175 of the English translation. Hayat al Sahaba, volume 5, page 603 4 of the New English translation. Abdullah ibn Mas'ud himself, he relates, Allah, I was tending some sheep belonging to Uqba ibn Abi Mu'it when Rasulullah and Abu Bakr Allah, who passed by me. Upon seeing me, he وسلم, said, Ya Ghulam, Hal min Laban, dear youngster, do you have any milk? I replied, Naam, walakinni mu'ataman. Yes, but this is a trust. I, for the sheep, do not belong to me. He sallallahu responded, Fahal min shatil lam yanzu alayhal fahl fa'ataytuhu bishat. 
is there a sheep amongst them that has not been impregnated by the rab? Thus I brought a sheep. Thinking, why is he asking? Then, subhanallah, he wiped its udder and it filled with milk before my very eyes. He then milked it into a vessel and he drank. He then gave to Abu Bakr anhu to drink. Now there's another report. Adding. In Ahmad in his Musnad number 3599, 4412, Hassan, Abu Bakr brought him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam a hollowed out stone, tethered it, and he milked sallallahu alayhi wa sallam the sheep into it. He then drank, then Abu Bakr drank, as did I. So the report continues. He sallallahu alayhi wa sallam then said to the Udda, Aklis, contract. I once more. And subhanallah, it contracted. Thus note that Abdullah ibn Mas'ud had not betrayed his trust. For the milk was not from him, but rather from the unending treasures of Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I then came to him after that and said, Ya Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Teach me now some of these blessed words. In another report, he requested, Teach me some of this Quran. He thereupon affectionately patted me on the head and said, May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have mercy upon you. Verily, you are now a youngster, but indeed you will soon learn. <laughs> so this is the report. So let's look at this. So is this authentic? Yes. Imam Ahmad records it in his Muslim in various places with a Hassan chain. Abu Dawud At-Tayalisi with an authentic chain. Behaki Abu Nuhim. And it's an authentic report. So simply put, who was with Rasulullah at that time? <laughs> Abu Bakr. <laughs> So note again, how many reports where Abu Bakr had a one-to-one with the Prophet. This was the most earliest period of Islam. And then he says, do you have any milk? Now think about that. You can only get milk from uh, an, um, an animal if it's pregnant. <laughs> so he said, yes, in other words, there are some impregnated ones, but it's a trust. So look what the Prophet said. Now this was a gift for Abdullah ibn Masood. He goes, is there a sheep that hasn't been impregnated? Now think about that. Why is he asking for that? That's what he was thinking. Because you want milk? Why do you want to ask for a normal sheep? So I brought the sheep thinking, what's he going to do? And look what he did, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He simply wiped the udder and the udder filled with milk because I saw it with my eyes. And then Abu Bakr brought out a hollowed stone and the milk was, you know, into it. And then the Prophet drank first, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Then Abu Bakr drank, Radiyallahu. And then he said, I drank. <laughs> then look what happened. The Prophet Sallallahu then put his hand back on the udda. He goes, Aklis, contract, meaning stop. <laughs> so it stopped. So Ibn Masood was absolutely amazed. And then what happened? He goes, please teach me some of these words, meaning that these words that you uttered, they're amazing, teach me. 
Boy, I know that a boy goes, teach me the Quran. And the Prophet said, You are young. May Allah Ta'ala have mercy upon you. But you will become a mu'allim. You will become a teacher. In another report, Abdullah ibn Mas'ud added, radiyallahu, فَأَخَذْتُ مِنْ فِيهِ سَبْعِينَ سُورَةً And subhanallah, I just learned no less than 70 surahs from his blessed lips. I subhanallah learned no less than 70 surahs from his blessed lips. This is in Imam Ahmad in his Musnad, number 3599. Hassan, now think about that. There's 114 surahs in the Quran. 70 surahs is 60 to 70% of the Quran. He had it learned directly from Rasulullah. Because no intermediary. He was reciting, I was learning, I learned 70 surahs from his lips. And in another report, Abdullah ibn Mas'ud and no one else was with me when I learned them directly from himself. <laughs> this is in Ahmed in his Musnad, number 4330, 4372, 4412 is Hassan, Behaki in his Dalai al-Nubu'ah, Abu Dawood at tiyalasi in his Musnad, number 353, Hassan Sahih, Ibn Sa'ad in his Tabaqat, volume 3, page 1145 of the English translation. In the chapter on the Companions of Badr, Ibn Kathir Sira, volume 1, page 322 of the English translation. So not only did he learn 70 surahs directly from Rasulullah, nobody else was with the Prophet. So look at the one-to-one he was having, private Jewish. And like I mentioned, there's 114 surahs in the Quran, roughly two-thirds or more of the Quran he learned directly from Rasulullah, one-to-one. Now what's interesting, at the time Ibn Mas'ud acted upon a command, but he didn't realize at the time which command. In Ahmed in his Musnad number 4505 with a Sahih chain, Abdullah ibn Umar our beloved messenger said, No one should milk the livestock of another person except with his permission. Reflect, would one of you like his storeroom to be raided and his door to be broken and its contents to be taken? Similarly, in the orders of their livestock, is the food of one of them their masters. Thus no one should milk the livestock of another person except with his permission or on his instructions. <laughs> so look how beautiful. He didn't know that at the time. <laughs> Sayyid Hadith in Imam Ahmad's Musnad, the Prophet said, if you take the milk of a she that doesn't belong to you, or a goat or anything for that matter, a she camel, it's like you've stored, you've broken into a store when you've stored. <laughs> and he goes, would you like this? He goes, you need to take permission. So now question, how did he know that? <laughs> he said, look, this is a trust, I can't give it. Mm. No, there was no shadid for him at the time. And now another thing, was it a coincidence that Rasulullah was walking that way? Mm. So obviously there's no such thing as coincidence when it comes to the Prophet Allah Ta'ala wanted to give this gift to Abdullah ibn Masood, who was also decreed to be with the Prophet Abu Bakr. Now what's interesting, Abu Bakr is like, it's like another normal day in the office. He doesn't go back saying, you don't believe what I saw. He's like, well, you know, he's Rasulullah. We relate it with amazement. Ibn Masood relates it with amazement. Did Abu Bakr relate it with amazement? He just got a hollowed out stone. Where did he get the hollowed out stone from? It's not as if he was, you know, in his, you know, but it just shows he's always ready for things, preparing. 
And then of course, Rasulullah drank first, Abu Bakr, then uh, Ibn Mas'ud. Now think about that. Who was giving them that milk? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that milk wasn't from this earth. So Rasulullah drank it, two non-prophets drank it, Abu Bakr and Ibn Mas'ud. Those note it was shortly after witnessing this prophetic miracle that this most exalted man had embraced Islam. For in one report, Abdullah ibn Mas'ud himself said, on witnessing this miracle, I embraced Islam. <laughs> Recorded by Hafiz ibn Sayyid al-Nas in his Uyun al-Athar. So ibn Mas'ud said, that was it, I embraced Islam. So how old was he? He was a teenager. <laughs> you know, people think 25, 30. No, he's not 25, 30. All the Sahaba went 25 and 30, right? So he was a youngster. When people say, talk of the, the young companions, but you think of ibn Mas'ud. <laughs> You think of Ali, you think of Ibn Abbas, you think of Ibn Umar. Is Ibn Masood? He goes, no, no, he's senior. Yeah, he's senior. There's no doubt he's senior. But he's actually a teenager when he embraced Islam. Now, Ibn Masood said something about miracles, and this is important for us to understand. He had witnessed later many of the prophetic miracles. For instance, he said, We were once with Rasulullah on a journey when the time for Salat arrived. We only had a little water with us. And he وسلم, asked for it and then poured it into a dish. So they're on a journey. It's time for salat. Water is needed. A little bit of water is poured into a small container. The Prophet وسلم, then placed his hand into the dish. And subhanallah, water started to gush from between his fingers. He thereupon said, come to make wudu and receive the blessings from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The companions arrived and they all made wudu. I was hastening towards it before other people and filling of it my stomach. Because Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Al-Balaqa is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. So let's look at it. So this is recorded in Abu Nu'im in his Delight in Nubu'ah, page 144. Ayat al-Sahaba, volume 5, page 5, 6, 7 to 8 of the New English Translation. Bukhari in his Sahih and Al-Bidayah, volume 6, page 97, related similar. So now, what was the command of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa Do wudu. Did he say drink it? So Ibn Masood, he, he drank. And he goes, he didn't just drink. He goes, I filled my stomach. Because Rasulullah said, Al-Baraka is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. That shows he's a faqih. So when a faqih hears a hadith, he's not like a normal person. Mm. He deduces things. Did you deduce that? Mm. If you even if you narrate this hadith, so what do you take from that brother? Because you do wudu without water. Well done, man. You're not a faqih. The Prophet didn't say drink the water, and yeah, he didn't mind. And he goes, because he gave the reason. Al-Baraka, the Prophet said, وسلم, is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. Now Hafiz ibn Hajar Asqalani, he made a very important point here. In Fat al-Bari, volume 6, page 71. It should be noted here that Rasulullah sallallahu asked the companions to bring whatever water was available when the water rations had almost depleted. By Rasulullah sallallahu asking for water, he was avoiding the misconception that may later be created that he had created the water from nothing. But the creator subhanahu wa ta'ala is no other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mm. 
Hence, the extra water that flowed was by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which was manifested at the hands of his messenger. That Allah, look at the way the Prophet is protecting his ummah. Bali Bali Musliman, read hadith, don't get commentary. Why did the Prophet ask for water? He didn't need water. He could have just, water would come out of his fingers. Then you would have got fruit cakes. There's no doubt about it. He created water. Then they start worshipping Rasulullah. <laughs> so the Prophet said, this is, shows he's divinely inspired. He goes, have you got any water? And then Ibn Hajar Askalani said, he was protecting the Ummat. Because Allah was the one who was making the water flow. And this shows that he's Rasulullah. That Allah but even if he had created it, it would still be a miracle. But that just shows how protective he was of any errors peeping in. <laughs> On the subject of miracles, Abdullah ibn Mas'ud had very famously said, Radiyallahu, Kunna na'uddul ayati barakata wa antum ta'uddunaha takhwifa. We viewed the miracles of Rasulullah as a source of blessings. But you people only see them as threats. We could actually hear food engaging in tasbih as it was being eaten during his holy lifetime. <laughs> this is in Sayyid Bukhari, Tirmadi, Al-Bidaya, volume 7, page 97. I had the Sahaba volume 5, page 510 to 11 of the New English translation. So now let's look at this in Sayyid Bukhari. What did he say about the Sahaba? He said, We ayati barakata. We saw the, the signs of Rasulullah as, as baraka. Wa antum ta'udunaha you see it as threats. What did he mean by that? Hafiz Kastalani, in his commentary of Bukhari, Irshad al-Sarih, volume 6, page 41, he explained, It is as though they were clutching to the literal words of the holy verse. Surah Al-Isra, Surah 17, verse 59. Rajim. And we do not send signs except to warn. That is by means of punishments etc. So let's look at this. So what were the words of Ibn Mas'ud? You see them as threats. Look at the Quranic verse. He's using Quranic terminology. We do not send signs except to warn. <laughs> so Hafiz Kastalani says, he, Ibn Mas'ud was warning you not to misinterpret that verse. <laughs> That verse is Allah Ta'ala saying that we do not send signs except to warn. This is talking to the unbelievers. <laughs> so he goes, the believers, when they look at the miracles, they see it as blessings. Because whilst you people see it only as threats, meaning if you've got that, that's an unbelieving mentality. And then he mentioned a miracle. <laughs> We would actually hear food saying Subhanallah as we were eating it during the Prophet's lifetime. <laughs> Imagine the eating and the hearing food saying Subhanallah. <laughs> Note also there is a world of difference from the unbelievers defiantly and arrogantly asking for a sign from their respected Prophet and one given voluntarily with love and compassion. 
by the Almighty and glorious to the believers. There's a huge difference. These were gifts. The milking was a gift for the believers. This is a gift for the believers. Who is it a threat to? The unbelievers go split the moon shows. Now it's a threat because you've asked for it. So this is the difference here. And note, Ibn Mas'ud the Faqih, he's protecting you from these errors. Because don't think like this when it comes to miracles. So people get scared of the miracles. We're getting scared of brother. Alhamdulillah. These are miracles, gifts from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. At the same time, we put to bed the rationalists. They're so funny, these people. They say all of the miracles will one day be able to explain rationally. Science hasn't reached that level. So then you ask them, when's a camel going to come out of a mountain? And they still say that statement. They say, no, no, we'll, exp- we'll understand that. That is not a miracle. That's your science. The one who gave you the laws by which to live your lives, a mu'jizah, is his intervening to give you another law or to go against the law he's established. And otherwise, it's not a miracle if you think rationally about it. If science can understand it eventually, where's the miracle? You look back, you think that wasn't a miracle. So note again, these are, again, erroneous beliefs that we need to be careful of. And Ibn Masood warned about that. So what I mentioned today was now in the tender teenage years, his witnessing the awesome miracle which was given to him, I think, by Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with regards to the milk. And then the Prophet prophesied that he'd become an alim, which he did, radiyallahu. And then he men- uh, I mentioned a little bit with regards to uh, miracles and Ibn Masood's witnessing them and also warning us against misunderstanding what these miracles are. Are there any questions? Subhanallah bihamdi ismanika Allahumma bihamdika ashwala ilaha illa anta astaghfirika atubu alayka adibu Allahi min shidhan shim subhanallah bihamdika rabbil izzati amwa isifu wa salamu alayhi 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 wa salamu al